Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Danny Q. Danny Mag, two beers deep. That's right, baby. This is the fucking B side of episode number 22, which means we've been drinking. Oh, oh, yeah. We're going to have fun. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone in between, welcome to the B-side issue of episode number 22 of Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore. My name is Danny Mack. And we are both extremely happy to be here and slightly tipsy. We just shook hands. This is excellent. <laughs> uh, so this is, like we said, this is a B-side episode, a little bonus, a little bonus, guys, for you. Uh, we've been catching up on stuff uh, for the past like month now. Lots of stuff. We Lots are not even close to being caught up. But, stuff uh, has happened uh, in the Marvel Universe Yep. specifically right but we wanted to stay caught up with this uh-huh. x-men shit because it yep. is so good yeah so this is going to be the x-men special where we could you get you guys all caught up with the stuff that's been going on with jonathan hickman's house of x and powers of x specifically so we read issues three through six of house and three through five of powers well it'll be wrapping up next week it's a crazy fucking bumpy ride and it's a, it's a, it was a lot of fun to read we had a, we had a good time reading so so good. I don't it's think excellent. I could overstate how good this series is to me. Like after not reading like really any You X-Men hated it. Comics. You remember when you started you were like I don't know shit about X-Men. I don't want to read any X-Men. Yeah. And I was like this shit's going to be good though. Yeah, yeah. And oh man is it good. This yeah. is like one of the best comic book arcs I've ever read in my yeah, entire life. Yeah, I think this might go down in history as one of the, especially of the modern age, whatever age that we're in right now, yeah. comic book storytelling. Like, this will be one that people talk about, I think. Yeah, I hope so, because it deserves to be. Like, yeah. the the writing in this is so much more technical and complex, and it has so many more moving parts than any other comic I've read, yeah. and it pulls them all together so tightly. It's incredible it's it like, makes it feel like you're still reading an x-men book you know what like, i mean yeah. it doesn't it doesn't alienate its roots at it's all. like an a-list uh like sci-fi movie script yeah. is well, how it reads to me that's what they brought hickman in for you know what i mean like mm-hmm. I, do you remember that whole fucking hickman ad that they were running yep. and there was just like hickman yeah. is doing x-men you and everyone was it, like yeah. holy shit this is crazy and i was like okay well i'll see you when i see it Believe it when I see it. I believe I know, it now, baby. I know that uh, I asked you this last time, but what is Hickman famous for? Don't know. Okay. It's fine. I'm a shit. Call me. I'm a gamer boy, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know fucking anything. All I do, I play Animal Crossing on my phone, so I'm not a real gamer because I'm a gamer it? boy. Do they have Animal Crossing on phones now? Yeah, you oh, know, shit, Pocket Cam. That. Savvy loves it. Is it good? Uh, it's, like really. a, it's got mobile trapping. So it's like, like all the other Nintendo mobile games. It's probably the best. Out of yeah. all of them, but it's just like it's got the it's got the mobile trappings. You They're know what all I mean? pretty bad. I guess I, Fire Emblem. Was I, okay. I woke up this morning and Savvy was like rolled away from me. You yeah. know what I mean? So I saw yeah. her back, and I, like the first thing I thought I was like, "That bitch is playing Animal Crossing." <laughs> and I say out loud, "You better not be playing Animal Crossing." And I roll up and look over, and she's just like walking around <laughs> in Animal Crossing. I, there's no reason why she shouldn't be playing it. I was just, it was just a call out. You know, it's funny. It was just something. It's a fun. Little that game, game is so fucking that cute. You play to control her behavior. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank I you. It. I gaslight. You know, I do all yep. kinds of emotional manipulation. I am a yep. man after all, yep. so it makes a lot of sense. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta. It's, it's how her, you keep the wife in line. Right? It's in the Y chromosome, baby. Yep, exactly. Um, Not socially taught behavior at all. It's a super cute game, and I'm very excited for it to come to Nintendo Switch in March. Yeah, I me think. too. Yeah, that'll be that'll cool. be really good. Have you seen the Switch Lite? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I, I wanna, I'm, I'm very curious about it. I don't have like strong thoughts on it. If I, I don't know. I guess if I was like a kid, I think I would really like it. 
I think it's cool. But uh-huh. I mean, if I have the option of playing on a big screen also as an adult, yeah, it's like, why wouldn't I do that? You know? Yeah. I, it's, it's tough to argue, but also like when I think about how I use my switch, it's almost specific, like oh, specifically exclusively exclusively. That's the word. Thank mm-hmm. you. Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the handheld mode. So I'm like, Oh really? But I don't need two switches. So I, I tried to He's do this. mine like 50, 50. I think I tried to do this like shitty thing where I was like, Hey babe, uh, how, how into like animal crossing are you? Like if I got you a switch light for, <laughs> for Christmas and, and animal crossing, she's like, she saw through that. Yeah, she did. Like, yeah. A, like, a, and I was like, oh, it's fine. You got me <laughs> <laughs> absolutely eviscerated. Oh, you mean if you got yourself a portable switch for Ree? Christmas, Jarrett, <laughs> absolutely. Got him. Uh, so the general format of this episode, typically it, or for our normal episodes, if this is for some reason, your first issue or episode of craft comics, yeah, it's fine. This is a B side. Fine. This is a check B-side. out. Check out number twenty two. You get the. You get the more. Coherent you'll get the form. works. Yeah, you'll get the more coherent uh, format. This one's a little less. Is it more coherent? Yes, Dan. Yes, it is. Okay. We've already talked about the comics. We, everything's out of order. We talked about <laughs> comics first. We talked about video games in the middle. And now we're about to talk about beer. Because yeah, I guess I, you're right. we should talk about this beer. We're drinking. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we Take are drinking there, a convenient distraction Imperial Porter because Jared didn't want to drink more of the braggot that I brought. That's not it. It's just I couldn't drink much of it. No, I know what you mean. It is It is a lot. Though so, this is a lot, too. It is. It's a uh, Imperial Porter brewed with Madagascar bourbon, vanilla beans, and ruby roasters coffee. Yeah. It's very good yeah this from is a, oso yeah so this is a this is i have a i have a story this is the real reason why i wanted to drink this beer on this podcast mm. i actually bought both these beers hoping that we'd have a double oso beer but then you brought i, I forgot I, uh-huh. I counted on you to forget you know what i mean like i have zero faith in you as a person to so forget I, what the beer oh i was like dan's just not, all of it dan's not gonna remember to bring a beer he doesn't know what's going on i didn't tell him <laughs> i didn't tell him to do it so he Any won't do beer? it i'll bring some beer <laughs> i have little such such the bar is so yeah low. i guess so oh god he, he's like looking off in the distance right I now know. you guys can see he's like oh he's devastated what mm. have i done in the past to deserve <laughs> this treatment it's a joke man it's it's the madagascar beans talking not the not not, not the, your actual feelings for not me, the truth. which and not, I'm just memeing not on your you. real. See, this is what happens. I try to bully people. I try to bully people in a public way, and then I feel bad and then about fe- it. And they turn it and they reverse bully me. They t- they use my bullying against me as a weapon. I don't weapon. think that's reverse bullying. I no, think it is. That's it's just reverse you bullying. feeling bad about your actions. No, nah, you reverse bully me, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this onus entirely on you. Uh, yeah. So I was hoping that we would uh, get a double bill of Oso. Um, but I have a, I have a, so I did almost buy an Oso. Nice. It was the, uh, I think they have an Oktoberfest that looked pretty good. It's in my fucking fridge, dude. Yeah. That's what we drank. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I almost bought that. And I also Damn. bought, there was like one other Oso, I think even that looked pretty good. But yeah. We'll see. Maybe next week when I get our, uh, fall trash beer, uh, if I can find it. I hope I, if you can't find it after the fucking, after making me wait a week. And yeah, that would be sad. I would shit on you. Maybe I'll, I'll just like get it on the way back. Just and you'd be like, no, sure. no, you'll be like, you'll be like, this is the trash beer, and I'm like, this is just a pumpkin ale. <laughs> this is a Sam Adams no. pumpkin ale. It's more <laughs> than that. It's more than that. All right, you'll see. Don't tip your hand too much. Uh, you'll so, see. So I have an affinity for Oso Brewing. Um, they're the guys that got me into home brewing. Uh, they're they're out of they were out of I don't know where they are now, but they were out of Plover, Wisconsin, which is very close they're not to anymore. Stevens Point. I think they are. I know they moved once. I don't know. They're in Lacrosse, right? No, Plover is really close to Stevens Point, so they were out of or, Stevens Point oh, where yeah. I went to where That's I went right. to where I went to college. Stevens Point, yes. No, they're still there. I visited them like a year ago. Ultimately, they their location doesn't matter because they were very close to where I was in college. 
because and this was this was cool because like they weren't like a super huge brewery at the time. Like they had a few beers, um, Nitrain, super popular, which is really good. Rusty Red, I still love Nitrain. Um, what's that? O the the Big uh, O. I think it was yeah. the Big O. Those are the three ones. They were only in bottles, and you could only find them in Central Wisconsin. Right? Yeah, but they're actually their biggest business back in the day when I was there was a homebrew shop. And really? So, yep. Their so, biggest business. Yeah, that was their that was their whole thing. But when 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 I so this was 2010, right? So yeah. it's been it's been almost a decade, right? And so they were just starting to like launch. And I remember talking to the guy, and he's like, he's like, yeah, our brewery doesn't make a lot of money. He's like, we make almost all of our money off this homebrew shop. What? Which was this like side thing? And he was like, super obviously, if that was where they made most of their money, right? It was this like little side thing. Yeah, this like brewery thing, and like so we had it was me and my friend Jeremiah, and we would go there every week, and we would buy, we would make beer every single week, and the guy was super, the head brewer would come out and like chat with us and like give us advice. And he was like just super stoked that some like college kids were into making beer, you know, because yeah. I mean? this was right on like the leading edge, I think, of that like craft beer renaissance. You know what I mean? What a resource to have to have it was, the like head of your homebrew yeah. shop be the head of a major brewery yeah. that's distributed right. with, and, all over but Wisconsin. Like, that's the thing is like, it's like, I, I honestly feel if you think about the time that we were living in, like we, you, it was like new Glarus. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. It was like new Glarus. It was your, your and like lineys. If you count that lineys yeah. and like three Floyds wasn't even, a, you no, know what I mean? so, not really. So like, so like really, it was like zombie dust way at the end. Right. When you, when you think about where we were yeah. 10 years ago, nine it's years true. ago, it's, it's completely different landscape. Way different. He taught us how to all great. He, he actually talked us out of extract brewing. And now that I'm thinking really? about it, maybe he talked us into buying yeah some shit, more equipment, more equipment. But actually, but, uh, he helped yeah. us build it. Like he was like he was like no, he he wrote down like a list of stuff to get. Yeah, you know what I mean. And we picked it up from Ace Hardware or whatever, yeah. you know. And so he, then he, we we took it back to his store. He helped. So us. he didn't get any commission. No, out he did. He anything. helped us. He yeah. helped us fucking build it. He was like helping us with our really? all of our Damn. recipes. He was awesome. And he like you could tell that this guy loved making beer and he mm-hmm. just loved the spark. You know what I mean. He loved seeing it in other people getting that bug totally so i have this very warm fondness in my heart for oso brewing um i love oso brewing because like like you said they were at the beginning of like the craft beer revolution but they have kind of morphed into just being like like the opposite of Lineys. So like Lineys was there at the beginning of the line and kugels is the full name line and kugels was there okay and they were at the beginning IMO of like the craft beer revolution. Summer Shandy was like a big deal and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh <laughs> I feel like yeah. Oso really evolved into making genuinely fantastic beer. Yeah. And I feel like Liney's didn't. And a lot of the other ones, like the OG like craft uh brew breweries didn't really breweries. evolve with the times either. Like even New Glarus a little bit. Like I don't really like any of their mainstays. I like their seasonal stuff quite a bit. I think I think New Glarus has some good mainstays. But I don't really like their mainstays, but I feel like Fat Squirrel? You don't like Fat Squirrel? Yeah, it's fine, whatever. But We're like Oso Oso has some good shit and like constantly. And I really respect that. Even Night Train is still fantastic and one of the best like of the style. Dan, uh we're not legally allowed to call it Night oh, yeah. Train. Remember? Night Rain. It's Night right? Rain. Yeah. Yes, it's Night Rain. They made the space in the middle very obvious yeah. because uh I, I'm pretty sure that fucking like Journey yeah. may have fucking <laughs> sued them or something. Yeah. So was, yeah, they got sued, they had to rename it to Night Rain. But I don't know. They they make really good shit and I really respect them for evolving the way that they did because they they've done a lot yeah. of cool stuff and they've 
in my opinion, rode the wave of craft beer perfectly. Yeah. The, 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 well, yeah, no, they did end up getting on the sour train too, right? Yeah, they, they made the most distributed, cheapest sour in Wisconsin. Yeah, like, for infectious. sure. Maybe the Midwest, Infectious Groove. I wish that they would have called it Sour Train. Sour Train? Or that Sour Train, because they got the Night Train. Anyway, I'm wildly off top. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I don't get that. I don't get that. They name. rode the Sour Train. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Then they okay. called it the yeah. Sour Train? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Dan, it's not All a great right. joke. I will... I will concede no, that was not a good joke. No, that's good. Damn. I get it. I'm gonna I'm gonna hot take real quick. Okay. And argue that Lining Kugels threw themselves on the sword. Okay, because Lining Kugels, if you think about where they were time wise, yeah. they were even before your new Glarus. They were before your Oso. Dial it back to like nineteen ninety four. Yeah. Most people are drinking shit beer. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't want to drink milk. Okay. Grandpa, I love you. You're not ever going to listen to this podcast, so I'm nope. not even worried about dragging you through the mud a little bit here, Grandpa. Yep. But full note, I Fuck love my grandpa, grandpa. But my grandpa calls Spotted Cow a dark beer. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So the, the 1994, Lining Kugels is pumping out Creamy Dark, right? Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're at least getting Americans' palates yeah. acclimated, acclimated to, to, to malt. I actually think that for me... Lining Kugels laid the foundation for me to then shit all over Lining Kugels. No, me so, too. So I agree. I, I have I, agree. I have kind of walked back my criticism of Lining Kugels to be like, you know what? Lining Kugels is an ex- Lining Kugels. Lining Kugels is a, 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 say Lining Kugels after you've had a several beers. Okay, um, fuck you, people. So Lining Kugels is a accessible. They make accessible beer for the non-craft beer drinker. So like, yeah. I could give my grandpa a bottle of Creamy Dark, and he'd be like, "That's good," because it's not. It's not. It doesn't contain that same level of like chewiness and like yeah. angriness it's, and you it's, can give a 13 year old berry vice exactly and he'll love it yeah you can give a 13 year old berry vice and he'll probably turn out and fuck you you know yeah. what i'm saying oh, oh scrub, oh, that, scrub oh. that from the record but yeah so like lining kugels is not only an outlet for teenage people to get fucked up <laughs> big big shout outs to me in 2005 like lol uh but also i feel like it does lay the groundwork for getting at least time wise not anymore Right. There's nobody, no, nobody who's interested in, or you, yeah. you don't need to get people's tastes acclimated to craft beer anymore. Right. Because but, but it's back, just a mainstay. But back now. then, craft beer would not have been able to take that mm-hmm. step if the foundation hadn't been laid. In yeah, my you're opinion, right. Because I, you need I to agree. get a foothold. Like the fact that Line and Kugels made Creamy Dark yeah. is still pretty admirable. Like, yeah. Like uh, to come out with a dark beer in America and like whatever the fuck that came out early 2000s. 2000 mid 2000s. It's 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 funny to be like it's funny to be like uh, you know I don't know. I'm I'm trying to articulate this thought but like we forget like craft beer is so ubiquitous yeah. now throughout culture that like we forget that nine years ago I'm telling you nine years ago the lead brewer of Oso told me that his biggest business Oh, I can't sneeze. Dan is about to sneeze. Nine years ago, the head brewer of Oso told me that his biggest revenue stream was from this homebrew shop. That's insane to me. Yeah, because like the while so they were distributing they were, beer, that doesn't they, make any they sense. They were only distributing. They were only distributing yeah. in that immediate in like area and tiny I, area, and they had just started. So keep this in mind. So this is when they. I started brewing there before they'd even moved to their main distributing location. Yeah. Right. So it was a. It was like you can. Their homebrew shop and their brewery was the size. It was one room, and it was the size of. I'm trying to think of something that would. 
the whole building it was it was in a strip mall so it was like a fedex or a ups office mm-hmm. it was small so the brewery was in the back you know where, where all the logistical stuff of a ups store would be and the homebrew shop was in the front does that make sense yeah so the whole thing was probably like wow maybe 200 square feet that's a while i don't even i have no idea of 200 square feet it's I not even how it's not it enough worked. it's like look at the room that i'm in right now so yeah like take this room double it that way mm-hmm. so that was the homebrew shop and then take that and push it right that was where the brewery was that's wild and so they made no money yeah. you know what i mean off of that because they were trying to distribute and they had like yeah. all these co- crazy contracts and stuff and they so they contracted they contracted out their bottling in their model i talked to this guy about this this is really interesting to me their model was we're gonna take a loss on distributing because we're going to get our name out there yeah so they they were they contracted out the bottling and the distributing and the can oh. like all that stuff and they were taking a loss on it, hoping that their beer was good enough that yeah. eventually enough people would buy it and it, the demand would go up and, and that's it what worked happened. it did yeah I wouldn't that's wild. I wouldn't recommend it you know what I mean but it worked for them you know what I mean yeah. so I, I said you know what I mean a lot I've been drinking we've both been drinking no. I'm sober. Dan is sober. No, Dan is a no man. You're supposed to be a, a no man's. A, <laughs> he's a no man's guy. I'm a no man this episode. Ugh. No, Jerry. No, and no, Jerry. And you're an and idiot. And you suck. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's talk about X Men, eh? Let's talk about. Well, okay. What? So, what do you think about this beer? Let's. We, 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 yeah, we, you're right. We can walk it back. We've we, we're skipping the video game bands. Yeah, you're right. I I do really love this beer. It is a very well put together uh, imperial coffee porter. Yeah, it's it's one of the so like I feel as long as we're talking about history of beer, I feel like the porter has been left behind. So I agree, but also I feel like everything that the uh, stout had, the import the porter could have. Like there's no actual logistical difference between porters and stouts and like calling something an imperial porter you could call it an imperial stout and no one would fucking give a shit it, it's the same thing yeah it's interesting because you're right there is no practical difference but this could if you called this an imperial stout i'd be like uh-huh okay yeah but i also feel like the stout's been left behind too really yeah when you when you look at how much focus is on the ipa right yeah so the but th- what 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 let, let's let's try to let's try to suss out the four main that first push of craft beer that happened you know what i mean that we're talking about yeah it was the ipa yeah it was the porter yeah i would say the stout mm-hmm. and the scotch ale i don't know mm, probably not scotch ale but uh you, okay so you had your you had maybe your like wheat ale i don't know yeah it's actually tough. It's actually yeah. tough to suss out. Yeah. You had your hoppy side. So you had your APA, your IPA. Yep. And I feel like there was like a rye, rye IPA that was gaining popularity. That was pretty around. popular back in the day, yeah. Yep. Hey, it's gone now. <sighs> and, then you have your, and then you have your malty, which is like stouts, porters, scotch ales. Lagers. And then you have your, and then you have your. No, the loggers didn't really catch on. Loggers didn't catch on until later because yeah, people right. were turning away from yep. loggers. People, yep. people were like, loggers, loggers, push Shaw, push Shaw. If I wanted to drink a logger, I'd fucking drink my own pass. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, uh, it's only now that like crap breweries have gone back to loggers, being yeah. like, actually this can be pretty good. Yeah, weird, interesting. Anyway, history cyclical, Jarrett, and so are my sickle cells. <laughs> I have anemia. <laughs> 
He's got problems. That's Please incredibly help him. insensitive to people who actually have sickle cell anemia, and I apologize. I don't even. I, I mean, I know that that exists, but I don't know what it consists of, so I'm not going to worry about it. It means your red blood cells take on a sickle shell. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean, though? Do you know what a red blood cell is? yes carries oxygen right yes and the shape is actually incredibly important the fact circle that it's, yep that's oblong yep. like that means that it, like the surface area is high enough to like retain a shit ton okay right so uh sickle cell anemia your red blood cells look like this oh and so they're not super super duper good at controlling oxygen and uh you typically die at a young age and it's genetic right yeah it's genetic if you have one if you have both copies you die very young Super duper young, like like pretty much miscarriage. Okay. But, so all sickle cell anemia is typically it's dominant, right? So all sickle cell anemia today is a uh, you have one copy that's fucked up and then one copy that's okay. So half of your red blood cells are and half mm-hmm. of them are round. Mm-hmm. So yep, weird. Mm-hmm. Huh. It was funny. What's funny is it's actually being selected for in certain countries because uh, as it turns out. You can't get malaria if you have sickle cell anemia. What? Yep. And because the so the protozoan that multiplies through your bloodstream needs yeah. needs a healthy red blood cell to do it. And if you have oh. sickle cell anemia, it's so your d- blood cells are too sick to get malaria. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually selected <laughs> for. So people that's kind of hilarious. People people who don't have mal- who don't have sickle cell anemia will die of malaria sooner than people who have sickle cell anemia will die of sickle cell anemia. So they okay. repro- so they reproduce. So it's being huh. it's being quasi selected for. It's yeah. not a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's the thing about evolution. Wow, what a fun aside. Wow. Huh? Yeah, it's one of those crazy fucking things. I remember when I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's weird. <laughs> I mean, anything like revolving around evolution in like modern times is like always subject to fuckery, right? Because like everyone procreates. Well, I mean, so no, but that's, that's that's actually uh, my that's my favorite thing is that people think that evolution in ancient it's times is still was happening. This, no, that it, evolution in ancient times was this like flawless mechanism. Oh no, yeah. No, 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 no. You poor sweet summer child. It's just whoever whoever fucks has kids and those kids survive. That's evolution. As it's, long as they, it's not like as long not, as they live to age eighteen and can ex- fuck, ex- right? Exactly. And yeah. people are always like, "Oh, well, evolution picks the absolute best yeah. candidate to survive." And I'm like, "No, no, no, no. Like, you, you idiot!" Like, like there's entire <laughs> populations that were probably way smarter than us that got yeah. fucking obliterated thousands yeah. of years ago. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. Like, that's you know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm going to go a little off script here. Like. Fucking Christians ran around and fucking murdered people who had advanced science and math technology. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Set us back thousands of years. <laughs> Burnt the fucking Great Library of Alexandria. Like that's evolution. It's whoever can kill the other people. Yeah. That that it doesn't matter if they're better. They can just murder the other person. It's fucking nuts. And also, it doesn't matter as long as they can reproduce. Like until yep. you know, if they live to eighteen, reproduce, yeah. then turn twenty five and, and die. die horrible, horrible deaths yep. evolution is going to choose those guys right because yep, they could reproduce yep absolutely they, they'll, they will choose the chad every time yep <laughs> even if the even if the virgin if, if chad dies at 19 but he fucked at 18 he's fine even though even though fucking virgin steve lived to 33 he's a beta that's, uh, that's that's the way the cookie know, crumbles evolution is an incel now we know evolution is the opposite of well yeah I don't know. It's uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's confusing. Yeah, it's too much. We can't handle the subtext right now. So let's move on to comic books, shall we, Jerry? I had one more thing that I was going to say, oh but my I don't God. remember it. Uh, yeah, you don't. 
You want to you want to move on, don't you? Dan? Yeah, let's move on. This is the B side, baby. Yeah, it's twenty three minutes into the bands, <laughs> which we weren't even <laughs> supposed to have bands in this B side. You're right. You're right. But this is all we're doing now, though. We're just talking about one thing. You're right. We're talking about one thing and one thing only. And you know what? I feel like evolution is pretty on point for. It is. It X-Mans. is. It feeds in well to the theme to the theme of House of X and Powers of X, yeah. which is what we're going to be talking I about. Wish I could remember what I was going to say. Oh. This is it. This is my last thing about evolution, and actually, I is think it this, good? Yeah, I think this does lead into it. So one of the is one it of the, trash? One of the most common things. So I'm a I'm a bio I'm a biochemist biologist you know yep. whatever by yep. by trade, and one of the biggest misconceptions that people have about evolution is that and I touched on this a little bit is that it always picks the best. So yeah, people are like how could we how could we um like, and so it's the notion that the creature or whatever that that is the product of evolution is like perfect right mm-hmm. but it's not and that's what i want that's what i really want to like echo home to anybody who's like curious about this kind of stuff is that like if that's why we have appendices that don't do anything that's why we can literally chop out our spleen yeah and we'll be okay yeah. right it's we are not perfect it's a creatures. constantly evolving yes. we are not thing. perfect creatures nature did not select us because we're perfect right yeah nature selected us and in, in through because bizarre chance allowed yeah. us to be the most prolific at that given time because we had brains enough to think to recognize the good plants to eat and the good things to kill it's it's yeah and it's it's that idea that like whales still have hip bones even though they don't have legs yeah why have the hip bones not gone away people always ask me that like why haven't they gone oh, away if evolution if evolution is because the hip bones are not impeding them right right so that's they that's, don't have a reason to not be there and exactly so that once you understand that chief conceit of evolution is yeah. that like it is not making organisms perfect it's making them the yeah. best that they need to be yeah. in a given in point in live. time. Exactly. So that's that's evolution. That's all I wanted to say. It reminds me of like... <sighs> Please like and like... subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about incels on this show. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of like a keto diet and shit. Isn't that uh, one of the things like people say that the keto diet is like what people used to eat like back in the day? And it's the like, most stupid thing I've ever heard. In my people life. used to live till thirty. People used to <laughs> max. It's the keto diet. That's what the cavemen used to eat. Cavemen used to eat their own shit because they wanted to get the nutrients back. Yeah. Cavemen would eat literally fucking anything. If you put a piece of bread and in front die of, yeah, immediately. If you, if you put a piece of bread in front of a caveman. You bet your ass the caveman would have <laughs> eaten that fucking bread. Like, so to be like, it's better because it's natural because that's the way that our body. No, yeah. fuck you. Like, you have no. That that is like com- this completely idiotic way of thinking. Okay, you can you can talk to me about keto acid, generosity, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, stop metabolizing. Sure, we can talk about that, but to be like, it's where our roots is, how we evolved to eat. I'm like, you're a fucking numbskull. <laughs> like, that's not we. I a caveman would have eaten. Anything, anything including each other and yeah. they did so yeah. if, unless you're yeah. gonna advocate you know what i mean it's it's dumb so moral of the story let's eat more human meat moral of the story he- moral of the I'm story hearing. dan you and i are gonna switch to a keto diet and do crossfit baby <laughs> let's, let's fucking let's fucking go it's like it's a caveman workout moving on house of x powers of x i just feel like when you do that when you do that moving on thing like you're like trying to steer me in a different direction, and I don't appreciate. You it. told me you gave me the finger Damn. wag. I, not intentionally. 
you were like, okay, let's bring on the comics. That was the finger wag you gave me. So I'm, I was just following <laughs> you're reading, your... But you're reading between the lines. I think I'm too drunk to give you any kind of signal. <laughs> what kind of... Well, in that case, what did your finger wag mean, sir? Because it I meant don't know. something. I don't remember doing I it, to be completely... I am... feel like I was just like talking about keto diets. No, you, know you, I mean? you were I like... You did this. I did not. <laughs> you did like 30 seconds ago. All right. Well, anyways. Anyway, see how it makes you feel, Dan. I'm going to put the... Moving on, Dan. Moving on, <laughs> It feels Jay. bad, right? Okay. You asked me to do it with your finger <laughs> with wags. With your finger that I did. Okay. All right. Dan, it feels bad when you do that to me. Okay, uh, let me just... Okay. okay, how about this for a segue? Yeah. Speaking of evolution, uh-huh. let's talk about the next evolutionary step uh-huh. in human development, the and mutant genome. That's perfect. That's absolutely perfect. And you okay. know what? I, I appreciate that. That's okay. Really good. Okay. Uh, so we're going to talk about House of X and Powers of X. We read issues three through six of House and three through five of Powers. And this is created by Jonathan Hickman, Pepe Larraz, R.B. Silva, and Marta Garcia. Dan, would you would you like to hazard a summary of House and Powers oh of boy. X? It's a big thing. We can it talk is a big it. thing. We can no, talk through it. But yeah, so basically, what uh, is this? What is this series about? So it's about saving the future. Uh, in what, whose future? Uh, all of mankind's future, actually. Mankind's so, future or mutant kind's future? Well, both, right? Because so okay, so let's let's talk it out from the beginning. Mm-hmm. There is a woman, Charles Xavier's. Uh, love interest i forget her name what's her name the woman who can reincarnate um i can't remember but it's in there they have a timeline it's so there's a woman who can reincarnate she lives until but not only reincarnate she (laughs) when she's birthed back she's birthed back into the same day that she was born so she'll live till 60 when she first becomes like her brain forms right because there's there's that whole bit of her being like in the womb and she fucking hates it yeah yeah so that's she's, right folks there's a timeline yeah so she's Strap like 18 in. months in 1970 something like that she lives until whenever she dies but roughly between uh 2000 like 40 2060 something like that yeah but then sometimes to like 22 or something yeah. fucking and crazy. sometimes yeah. much later but the thing is she finds out that uh there is a ai that is created by mankind that eradicates all mutants and maybe all mankind do you remember whether the uh that like ai threat kills everyone or if it, yeah, just it becomes kills it becomes phalanx I think. yeah eventually it does become phalanx so i think it ends up killing everyone so it's her i guess like obligation to, to try and stop it so it's it's really cool in the last few issues she's gone through a bunch of different of her own timelines living from like you know 1970 to 2000 xx moira moira that's it moira and uh she tries everything she tries siding with apocalypse she tries siding with xavier she tries siding with everyone the world always ends is the problem and she keeps getting reborn and keeps having to relive all of these same lives with the same ending of the apocalypse ending so she takes all of that knowledge she brings it to xavier and she's like, this is what's happening. We need to solve this. I think I finally have an answer this time. Her and Xavier assemble like Magneto and all the bad X-Men, all the good X-Men. They make their own island uh, called Kuroka, right? Krakoa. Krakoa, like yeah. And uh, they create their own sovereign nation so that they can try and band together to prevent this uh, mutant apocalypse, basically. Let's pause. Yes. Because... 
this isn't the first time that they have tried to make their own mutant nation, correct? So... Is it? I don't know. So I mean, this is X Men history. I don't. This no, is no, no, my no, first. No, 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 no. I'm I'm saying like in this timeline. Well, from what we've read, there, 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 there are multiple. T- so every history. This is this is like one of those wild things. So yeah. in, in this history advances in a way that like Moira is one person. She cannot truly interfere too much and set too many things in motion. So there are timelines that exist in Moira's past where. Magneto and Xavier band up, make their own mutant nation. The mutant nation gets obliterated. Everything always happens where this awful AI entity comes and wipes out mutant kind and then eventually humankind, right? Yeah. So humans create AI. Mm -hmm. AI kills mutant. AI kills humans. AI kills man. Yeah. Woman inherits the earth. That's a Jurassic Park joke, but yeah. So no, you're you're right. So 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 then like AI then kills man. Yeah. And any any kind and then eventually eradicates all non AI. What it, what it, <laughs> this is fucking complicated. Yeah, it is. It's super. It's super. But it's very good. <laughs> and I want to say that like it's not hard yeah. to understand if you read it. If you read it. That's why I'm like I'm we're we're trying to explain it. And I'm trying to explain it the best I can. So like, I thought that I did a good job. Okay, you did. You did. I'm, I'm just coming in and trying to explain that. Like, so in these timelines of Moira's time, that like the whole idea of Krokoa existed previous. She's yeah. she is just becoming an active participant yep. in her like last life or something like that. Yeah, and being like, hey, I have died eight times trying to stop mutants from being eradicated. Yep. This is the only way. This is also TBH, my last life. You yeah. Know what I mean, so yeah. Very so, and the thing with, so she decides that her and Xavier decide that Krakoa is the way to beat this thing. Krakoa is a mutant Island. So it's like in the same way that humans can mutate, uh, like fauna can also or flora flora Flora, can also mutate um so this is a mutant island that can sort of communicate with these mutants so create like teleportation things yep so it's technically a uh a sentient like individual (laughs) state but it exists in like a bunch different places so like xavier is like yeah this is physically a place but we can use this place to go to a bunch of different places so even if you attack us at you know krakoa quote unquote we're gonna be at a million other different pods like created around the universe like it doesn't matter we're everywhere yeah um and also he can grow mutants and like mutants are now invincible right yeah we'll get there we'll get there okay can you pause it for a second actually why so we're back at danny max bequest behest behest we 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 paused um and we're ready to talk about some more uh house and powers of x yeah so where it picks up in these issues that we read uh Sabretooth is getting sentenced for crimes okay by uh i think america or like something similar humans humans Humans. not 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 mutants and they uh kind of take him back saying okay so we made this sovereign nation of mutants every mutant automatically has citizenship and we're going to take amnesty in some way yeah. right? so we're yeah. going to take any moon that was convicted of crimes by humans and we're going to take them to our country uh so they go in and they take saber tooth and it's kind of cool they do a lot of cool political stuff in this where it's like how would yeah. this work if mutants created their own country right. yeah 
and instantly granted everyone citizenship the, the, with amnesty. And also, let's not forget that mutants are spawned from humans, too. Uh-huh. So, so any mutant that becomes a mutant in human society is automatically granted citizenship to yeah. Coca-Cola and amnesty. Yeah. Also, immunity to certain crimes committed against humans to remove them from the bias of human trials, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, yeah. It's it's this is some crazy they layer some shit and it's very it, technical. It sounds it's super so good. It though. sounds super complicated and impenetrable, but they do it in this way that is logical, mm-hmm. makes perfect sense, and doesn't require you to actually read to like it's And not like, like every thread is totally tied up. That's the thing right. I like most about this. It's, it's like everything has a purpose. Some, sometimes comics when they try to get too uh in the weeds with yeah. this stuff, they really they jam a lot of dialogue bubbles. Yep. yep but yep. they this Hickman does such a good job of like telling you just enough that you mm-hmm. need to know and then letting you infer and fill in the gaps. So yeah. like for the stuff about the amnesty and everything like that there it's 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 really just held between conversations between people mm-hmm. and conflicts about Sabretooth, right? So yep. Sabretooth is about to be convicted so there's like a high drama thing, right? Yeah. Emma Frost shows up and is like, "Hey, I could mind control you and make you release Sabretooth. However, what I'm going to say is like, that's not very good diplomatically. So I'm yep. going to say, hey, from as a representative of Krakoa, I am requesting that you let me have him and we will try him in our own soil. Yep. And this is why. And it's like, it's all dismantled. Like the whole, yeah. every, it was so genius about the way that Hickman writes this is he writes it from the X-Men's perspective as if they're like, like the founding fathers of a new yeah. country and they are just like rebuking every point as it comes up yep. you know what i mean it's, and they it's know all good. of it kind of up front because of moira they have like the chance to prepare for all of this stuff it's like they know what's coming and yeah. they can see all the conflicts and they know how to deal with them ahead of time what, what i think is what i think is super interesting about this and it, th- this is the choice by the writers and stuff is like this was going to happen mm-hmm. and this has happened how how many other times, right? Yeah. But like this time, the the time that we get to see, the this time is that the one time. This is the one time it actually works, and yeah. that's because of Moira. Yeah. Right? And I I just think that this, and she takes a back seat in these issues. Yeah. The first four. Yep. I would say about the first maybe yeah six issues of House and Powers both, yep. um, were pretty front loaded Moira wise. Yep. But she's done her part. She's served her role, and now it's like the. On the it's rest action of them. time, and I think that's really and that's cool. kind of uh, how they view the rest of the mutants in this. Is like everyone has a purpose, everyone yeah. has a very specific place, like and Gold once Ball they're Boy? done with that, yeah, like Gold Ball Boy, yeah. And then once they're done with them, then they're done, and their role has been played, and then it's on to the next thing. So it's like it gives the feel that everything has been so meticulously planned out, and everything has its proper place. And I feel like that gives a really cool mood. It's like watching a really cool bank heist you know yeah it's like everything has been thought of they know all the all the tricks and the yeah. cons and the everything it's like watching a really cool bank heist but like also identifying with the bank <laughs> and understanding the bank's motives yeah. you know what i mean I, that's the thing yeah. about this is like you don't feel good about this entire series because yeah. um mutants have decided the, the, the whole conceit of the x-men is that like we can live together right mm-hmm. that's why stan lee originally created the x-men it was right. an allegory for you know, all kinds of like racism, sexism, etc. Racism, sexism, all kinds of alienated, you know, minority groups. Yep. Living and being ostracized politically for who they are, right? When they don't and, have to be. And the idea, yeah. And I guess so here, the, 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 
idea of X-Men was always like they had to take the high road. You know yeah. what I mean? So I guess like I get I get kind of viewing it from a different lens, but like the the actual chief philosophy of X-Men was that we can coexist, right? Mm-hmm. And this turns that whole whole idea upside down, which makes me I don't know how to feel about it because yeah. mutants are like we can't coexist. Yeah. You have murdered us time and time again. We're creating our own nation. Yeah. Fuck y'all. Also, we're going to inherit the earth because you're basically genetically irrelevant at this yeah. point. So it's just a matter of time. Yep. And so like you understand as a human without superpowers, you know what I mean? Like me, mm-hmm. I can understand and appreciate what the human, like especially some of the more sympathetic human characters are going for in this. They're like, yeah, I don't want to be eradicated yeah. you know what i mean i don't want that to happen yeah but they they resort to these horrible horrific you know right means to it's to, also not to, cool to like to kill people or put right. people in jail for but it's no also reason. kind of not cool to like basically imply that i don't know you know what i mean humans definitely did the worst shit in this yeah because they, for sure they, they made the ai that yep. was to eradicate because they're the majority mutants. with the most power yeah yeah they, they, but it's also kind of also not cool to be like you're irrelevant and it's just a matter of time before we basically like yeah outcompete you and do yeah. what you are doing to us to yeah. you you know so it's like not you don't feel good about either side in this at least i didn't feel yeah good it's either. it's well yeah it's a huge departure from like the idea that like coexistence is key which right? is essential to like all the professor X's that I've seen. It's like, it is a sen- we want to bring people together to know how to, so that they can control their powers and be good in society. And right. this is kind of Xavier being like sort of coming to a middle ground with Magneto. And that's really all it is. is like all of mutant kind coming to a middle ground. Apocalypse yeah. agrees with them. Magneto agrees with yeah, them. Apoc- Xavier Apoc- agrees with them. The, the one thing that got me was Apocalypse was like, basically this entire time I've been fighting for you guys to understand yeah. that we are actually superior. And you're doing pretty much exactly what I told you to do. The so whole why time. would I fuck this shit up? So why yeah. would I even like yeah. fight this? Yeah. I thought that was interesting. They did. Yeah. They did such a good job with this, but I think that's the point actually is to like force you as a reader to come to the middle ground in all this and kind of see where the boundaries lie like for you personally and for uh just like generally if there are some lines to be drawn i don't know i thought they did a really good job with like kind of making it um i don't know yeah gray areas you know it's like nothing's black and white even in the x-men world it's like yeah it's an allegory for racism and stuff but actually implementing these changes into society with like mutantum is like super hard to do and crazy x-men was also this like kind of wishy-washy right Uh and and, like let's not downplay i'm not going to try to downplay all the progressivism is that right yeah i think so you know that that like stan lee kind of like pushed in that idea that notion that like yeah you should not ostracize a group of people just because they're different you know what i mean yeah we should all live together right and this doesn't like undo any of that it doesn't undo it doesn't undo anything but it is a stark departure from that idea it's just like so after we move past that it's still pretty complicated to get shit together. Well, but also it's it's the it's the recognition that that will never happen. Right? Yeah, that like that's true. That yeah. people in power in the majority that are that are different from this smaller group of people, right, will never truly accept and love. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That was the hardest pill to swallow for me. On yeah, this, because like I've b- built my entire philosophy on that. Right. As a you know what I mean? Like in in to try to be like you know we can work together. Like all we have to do is like love one another and to have the entire like chief conceit of this book be like we tried it 
it didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just that's a tough pill to swallow. I yeah. think you know. But nope, I agree. But it, it, it really does work, and I I feel like yeah. I feel like it. I I think it's good because it. I feel like it challenges the reader in yeah. some interesting ways. Yeah, it like for sure. makes you look at the characters differently and be like, okay, what do I actually think about this? Because I don't think they're actually presented as being like the good guys. No, I think they're presented as being like this is the new force. They're this a is species. The new revolution. They are a species trying to survive. Yeah, that's it. Yep. We, we talked about evolution. Like they're yep. not. There's no good and bad. Yeah. There, there's just survival and dying. And right? that is survival Xavier's whole point. Is yeah. like. This is what we have to do to live. Yeah. So I'm going to forego all of my previous like right. preconceptions. We're going to come together yeah. and agree on this and do it good enough so that we can survive. There's a line where he says, I used to think that we could coexist. I used to think that yeah. all we needed to do was love one another. But yeah. all you did was stand by as bad men killed my people. Yeah. 16 million yeah. to be exact. And yeah. it's just like, well... <laughs> So like, yeah, he's, he's got uh, a bit of a point, you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah. it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's very good. Um, I want to talk about the content a little bit more. So you want to talk about like, like actual, what actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they got everyone together. Emma Frost, they took Sabretooth back. They found the actual, um, lab where these robots were being developed. They were going to kill all the mutants orbiting in the, the future. Sun. Yeah. Yeah. And they were orbiting the sun. Uh, so they found them all and they're like, how did, how did they find us? I don't, I have no idea how they could have found us. And like, yeah, it's because, I mean, there wouldn't be any reason because Moira, it's Moira in the future who saw the product that you already built. So there's nothing you can do. And they're like, Oh, we know exactly where, or they know where everything is. So that was kind of cool just to see, like, it was like a cool kind of like technology heist. It's like, they already know where everything is. It gets, it gets real ugly though. It does because a lot of people die. Yeah. It gets super ugly because these are two species fighting for survival in the in there so it, uh, it all comes to the head on the space station because uh, you have human people who think that they're fighting for humanity's salvation humanity is going to be eradicated by mutants eventually so mm-hmm. we need to er- eliminate mutants right and then you have mutants fighting for themselves so it, it just becomes this like ugly survival thing and the the whole issue is really just na- it's kind of nasty to read it is a guy yeah. blows himself up kills pretty much half the original x-men like archangel yep. dies immediately um everyone dies wolverine dies cyclops dies gene gray dies gene gray dies everybody every literally everybody dies of the, of the original x-men yeah mystique gets blown out of an airlock yep out of vengeance for the guy blowing himself up so like it's like one of those things where like you see these two people tearing each other apart yeah. for for no other reason that they hate each other you know what i mean yeah and it's ugly it's ugly but i thought it's, wolverine's death scene was one of the coolest it was pretty dope i have ever seen it was pretty dope like Wolver- he launches himself into space there's no like, he doesn't oh, oh you're you're underselling fucking nightcrawler you're right you're right because remember right. nightcrawler fucking immediately vaporizes yep because right. he doesn't have the regenerating amantium thing so yep. nightcrawler and wolverine are like you we we need to basically go into space right around the in front of the sun and yep. cut and cut a line so this thing falls into the sun and they have this talk about like wolverine's like where am i gonna go in heaven like is there a place for yeah. me in heaven and nightcrawler just goes wherever you end up big man just look for me because i'm gonna be right there with you yeah. and it's fucking amazing and so and incredible like the colors and the lighting yeah it's and then they fucking so go into the sun and they both like nightcrawler vaporizes immediately, immediately. and then like because fucking wolverine regenerates so he's slowly regenerating but burning yep. faster than he can regenerate oh. he's just like a 
skeleton just like hacking away God. at this technology. The, the entire back half of this issue is very hard to read. Like I Scott, agree. Get, Scott getting shot, yep. Jean Grey getting fucking crushed by the yeah, Sentinels. Totally. It's just, it's tough. Yeah, it was hard to read, and like Xavier cries at the end, and but it's all basically to stop this AI from getting created, so that it would wipe out eventually mutant kind and humankind and humankind, but possibly because there's some more shit going on. Right, so they do it, they do it, they succeed, and then it turns out in the next issue that like Xavier can. <laughs> Like through a complex system of other mutants, of like yeah. seven other mutants, he uses Golden Ball Boy to generate golden balls that aren't really golden balls, they're but eggs. really they're eggs. They're mutant eggs. Eggs that can get infused with mutant DNA through a different mutant. They can get raised like time wise, like they lady. can age by yeah. some lady with uh, aging powers. Time. She has dominion over time. So basically, they can birth new mutants through a series of other mutants. Not just birth new mutants, but they can birth mutants that have died and then transfer yeah. their fucking memories yeah. via cerebro into them. So all the mutants that died in the last issue come back, but I don't, it, it was so cool. It was so cool. It's it's just not... And then, so Xavier's plan, like the 16 million mutants that we talked about that have been yep. exterminated, his plan is to bring them all back, right? Yeah, because it sounds or like... Or as many as he can. As many as he can. And in one of the like text pages of it, it said that with some modifications, you could uh, bring back like 32,000 per week. Yeah, but was, that, would Im- that would depend on like yeah, Xavier's powers right. being redistributed. There, there, are and, a couple, there are a couple different ones. Like some, it, it's funny. There's some back matter. That's what they call these. Yeah. It's, like, it's like scientific reading that's meant to like enhance and it's like written in character by certain yeah. scientists. And they say something about 200 mutants a day could yeah. possibly be brought back yeah. or whatever. Depending so, on it. Ugh, it's crazy. Yeah. So then the last like piece of this is then... In the future, after the AI threat has been eliminated, there's also, I don't know, what I read to be like an alien kind of species that comes to Earth and kind of assimilates its consciousness or something like that. It's uh, it's super complicated. So, yeah. what I, so what I understand, Phalanx is an AI construct okay. that okay. goes around worlds it's yep. like the borg basically yeah from exactly it assimilates consciousness right and it, it it doesn't just assimilate it only assimilates ai so that's the failure that's right that's what the whole thing is right. is it only is it only cares about ai and robotics it doesn't give a shit about terrestrial life yeah however there's some mention in the last one about the fact that something is controlling the phalanx and that is not AI, it is something fallible like mm. terrestrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably what's going to happen in Powers of X six. We're going to figure that out. It's, it's the last gonna... issue going on sale yep. next uh, week. Next week, yeah, yeah. So we'll be able to wrap it up. And I, I think, I think that's going to set the stage for Hickman's X Men run. Yeah. God, I just, I hope the arts is good. Just get yeah. one of those two guys. If, if Hickman's going to write an X-Men once a month, you can get one of those two guys mm-hmm, to do that, mm-hmm, right? Come mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Please. It's been so good. Yep. I w- So what struck me the most about getting into comic books has been like, I just sort of assumed that like one person, one artist, one colorist, and one um, letterer yeah. or whatever would do a book for like two years yeah that is not even close no. to what happens and, and and it but that's what it should be yeah you know what i mean I because know. like when you think about what, what a cohesive vision mm-hmm. this has been it's come out weekly mm-hmm. dude like you could do this monthly yeah and it could be good for 
forever. Well, yeah. not forever, but for like years. Yeah, who knew? Who knows how long it took him to like come up with this concept though and like flesh it sure. out. Sure, but like imagine. So I mean, this is six and six. It's twelve. It's twelve yep. issues. So however long that took him to come up with it and and write it or whatever. If you make this a monthly and make it one series, that's a year. Yeah. As opposed to what two and a half months. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, uh-huh. you spread that out like. That's what I want. I want comic books to be this, like, not high art. They don't all have to be high art, but I want them to be good. And mm-hmm. I want them to be drawn well. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's been so, it's been such a fucking wild ride on this X-Men thing. It's and been I, so good. And I'm so glad that we got to do it. That we were Me like, too. Yeah. That this we has like, been like, unless it totally blows the landing, which I it's can't not going to. envision. At this like, point, yeah. It's so smart. It's yeah. impossible that they would be stupid at the finish like yeah and, blow. and at, it's, i don't at this even point think it's to that me, hard they've, they've stuck the landing yeah the like last, they, there's the last not even one, much to do the fucking last thing is the dazzler shooting off fireworks in krakoa yep and magneto and charles xavier sitting next to each other on a fucking branch yeah and magneto just like looks over at charles and is like look at what we've built yeah that's it that's, that's it done yeah fucking end scene as yeah. far as i'm concerned like, yeah that was the perfect fucking run yeah they, they have to tie up that weird like AI, a- thing. AI thing, but that's, but they can, I, I'm sure that they can do it. And, and like, honestly, that's pretty secondary to like yeah. most of the rest of this. But, but I'm series. so certain at this moment in yeah. time, we'll see next week yeah. that they fucking stick that landing perfectly yeah. because, because everything else has been so meticulously flawless. thought out, yeah. like, and makes sense that it's like, yeah, for me, it's impossible to envision like a future where they don't, pull this off right so that has been house of x and powers of x so uh, good by jonathan hickman if anyone could i would recommend this to like anyone who's not into comic books necessarily like all your zeke witters your dan safford's that whole bunch like i feel like they would really appreciate this because it's actually fantastic writing no matter how you look yeah, at it this whether, is this like, is going to be something that i buy those guys you know when it comes out in an, yep. an anthology a 12 book because yeah. you can't you can't do this in trade uh-huh right i mean you can do like a two-parter maybe but mm-hmm. like because you can't do house of x and powers of x because like you need to read them in order right right it's That's like true house yeah. powers house powers powers house powers well, house they'll probably sell it as one thing right? they will that's what yeah. i'm saying and that's and that's a product that I'm going to buy my friends yeah, who, for who sure. like, are like kind of into this stuff, yep. but like want to get their feet wet in it. Like yep. this is such a fucking good yeah. way to like just experience totally. like the nuttiness that is comic books yep. and how, how, how good it can actually be. So, 100%. It's yeah. like probably the best series that I have read personally, like since we've been doing this podcast, right. like I would say back. the only, the only other series that is, that has held a candle to this from my time, Mr. Miracle and, and, um, Immortal Hulk. Yeah. I still haven't read Mr. Miracle. I agree with Immortal Hulk. Immortal Hulk is very good, but it's different because like this was yeah. a contained thing, succinct, perfect. Immortal Hulk hits these notes that like a fucking like serial TV show yep. needs to hit. It's like genre. Yeah. Genre notes. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's uh, it, there's some good shit guys yep. out there. So please read some comic books. If you want to read any of them, reach out to me, reach out to Dan. Yeah. We can hook you up. Uh, you can read them. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. This has been fun. This has been fun. So this has been the B roll of yeah. craft comics. Number 22. We got a little bit drunk. A little, a little bit sidetracked in the middle. Dan and I had some fights. He told me. What did I tell you? That you did a good job of summarizing it. And I was trying to correct you. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. We have these kind of arguments all the time. 
It's all the time. It's all part of the friendship. It's all part of the bands. It's the reason why you listeners come to the download button every week. Exactly. That's what you guys want to hear. You no must... one auto subscribes. Everyone presses the download button every week. That's right. Do you Manually. Know, do, you know, do you know what? Do you know what else you guys want to hear? Uh, did they look wonderful tonight? Yep. And also, yeah. Have, have a great, great day. day.